Hey everyone, you are listening to the official podcast of the Evangelical Free Church of Canton, where our mission is to glorify God, helping each other become mature disciples of Christ as we worship, grow, serve, and reach. family, grab your Bibles, open your phones or your tablet, click on that app, get a copy of God's Word. I want each one of you to have a copy of this in your hands, following along. I'm really excited about this Word from the Lord this morning, and I'm praying and longing that this would come as an encouragement and a reminder to you of God's faithfulness, and even in the preparation each week to communicate to us as the church through the truth of Scripture. So make sure you have God's Word because I want all of this to be seen as God's Word doing the teaching and me merely as the vessel. All right? I don't want this to be uh, Pastor Matt's words uh, coming out and using Scripture to defend those. We want all of this to be seen through the lens of Scripture. And if you're joining us for the first time in a little bit, we have been going through a series the last few weeks called Like Christ. And as we've walked through this series, uh, we have sought to answer the question, if I'm seeking to become more like Jesus, then what am I seeking to become? Ultimately, looking at the person and the character of Christ and asking this question, if I'm seeking to become more like Jesus, what am I seeking to become? Or what should I be seeking to become? And so uh, this morning... Uh, We're going to follow that course of action. We've talked about humility. We've talked about obedience. And this morning, we're going to talk about something really applicable. We're going to talk about endurance or perseverance. And so open up to Hebrews 12, Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to look at the first four verses of Hebrews chapter 12 together. And as you're turning there, I just want to emphasize this is one of my favorite passages in Scripture. In fact, it's my life verse that I seek to live by. And one of the biggest motivations for this whole series is rooted in Hebrews 12. And as you look throughout the pages of Scripture, seeing that if we were to narrow down one main goal that we see within the pages of Scripture, it's that we would be becoming more like Jesus. It's sanctification. It's less of who we are are who we have been and more like Jesus. And that's summed up. Jesus summed that very concept up when he spoke the two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And and Jesus said that these two things encompass the entirety of the law, bringing about the new covenant in Christ. And so he modeled these. These are things he lived so that He wasn't just telling us this is what we should do, but we can see in who he was what this looks like lived out practically. And that's why we're seeking to answer this question. And so Hebrews 12, I'm going to start in verse 1, read along with me. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, 
who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Father, as we evaluate this, (coughs) may you challenge us and give us a hope that's rooted in Christ that we would endure well, that we would persevere with boldness. God, grow us as your church, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as we look at this specific text this morning, and we're going to actually look at a couple other texts as well. We're going to look at Hebrews 4, we're going to look at James chapter 1, and we're going to end today in Romans 12. But as we look at this as as the foundational text for this morning, there's really one main idea that I want you to grasp. One main thing, if you take nothing away from this, I want you to hear, wrestle with, and seek to apply this truth. And it's that everything we need to endure is found in Jesus. Everything we need in order to endure is found in Jesus. Now understand that in this main idea, it, it's not that everything we need to physically live is found in Jesus. And there's a difference there. You still need food. You still need water. We're human beings. We're weak. That's part of why fasting is such a, a disciplined task because it causes us to recognize that we require sustenance for survival. That we are weak beings that are dependent on external entities to survive. God is not. And so this main idea of focusing on everything that we need in order to endure whatever we are going through right now to persevere is found in Jesus. Now as I was preparing for this, I was reminded of the story of a man named Louis Zamprini, and some of you may recognize that name from the book or the movie Unbroken. And Louis not only knew what it meant to run, but also to endure some of the hardest struggles within life and persevere through those. He, in fact, he was tapped to be one of the next mile champions and went undefeated in his running career in 1939. He had hopes of going to the Olympics and winning gold, but that was quickly shifted because of World War II and all that started in that time. Louis enlisted in 1941, and he endured multiple close calls in the air, numerous aircraft malfunctions, and yet seemed to push on. And in pressing on, we see an account that On May 27, 1943, Louis and his crew were performing a search and rescue operation when all of a sudden their plane lost power and crashed into the sea. And only three of the 11 crew members on board, Louis included, survived. Now, in surviving, these three men drifted at sea for 47 days, covering over 2,000 miles on a little inflatable raft. 
And in that time, they faced death. They faced shark attack. They faced an instance where they thought a plane was coming to rescue them or someone that could help them. It turned out to be an enemy aircraft that turned and started firing upon them. And so in the, in the account that's listed, Louis in the water trying to stay safe from these bullets and the sharks are attacking him and he's fending off sharks at the same time he's being shot at, at the same time he's drifting at sea. Yet he endured. But it, it didn't stop there for him. In fact, he was taken as prisoner of war for two years in Japan. And it wasn't until the end of World War II that he was brought home and suffered in that time of imprisonment, suffered beatings, suffered torture, suffered humiliation, and yet he endured. An amazing account of strength and endurance from a a human physical perspective. And he lived to be 97 years old. Now, some of you hear that story and you think, I've never endured something like that. That's a rare account that most of us will never experience. Praise the Lord for that. And yet, sometimes in our day-to-day life, that's what it can feel like, right? That in the midst of unknowns, and every, it just seems like one thing after the next, after the next, after the next, and you're afraid to say, well, it can't get any worse, because it seems like it can, and it does. And it causes us uncertainty, and it causes us this... Uh, struggle that takes place internally where we even question God and His sovereignty and we question whether or not He is still in control or whether He's still faithful. And some of you may be struggling with that right now because of everything that's taking place. And so as we think about that and as we look at Louis' story as an example and as we look at Romans 12 more specifically in this call to run with endurance, not just endure, but actually run, run with endurance, I want to answer, I want to ask and seek to answer three questions in relation to this main idea. And my prayer is that this would help to equip you in the state you're in right now, or maybe at a later time and you're listening to this again, that this would just be a consistent reminder to this truth. And those three questions I'm going to ask are when, why, and how. When, why, and how. And so the first one of those, when should I persevere? When should I persevere? Sometimes maybe you you have motivation behind you and you go, it's evident to me that I should persevere through this, that I should endure this well. And Hebrews 12, 1, it says, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, that is, all those who've gone before, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance... The race that is set before us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, since this truth communicates the words let us, it's a call to action right now. It's not a limited in time that somehow in these circumstances, run with endurance, or when you are feeling like you should run with endurance, but it is a a, a continuous call to action that let us continually run with endurance. Let us constantly run with endurance. But because of what we know from the past, 
And in the laying aside, this active laying aside of all the weight, all the extra baggage, all the sin in my life, it's a call to commit not only today, but tomorrow and every day thereafter to run with endurance. And so from Hebrews 12, it becomes clear when should we endure, when should we persevere, and the answer to that is, as long as I have breath in my lungs. As long as the blood is flowing through my body, my heart is beating. Scripture has a call to endure. Now, this is not promised to be an easy task. This is not promise to return the results that maybe you're anticipating that somehow if you endure over time it's going to get way easier and way better that's that's not promised and trust me when i say you will no doubt have days where you just want to quit anyone who's endured a difficult challenging season will tell you that they've had days where they just want to throw in the towel and be done i can attest to that in my own life multiple times And yet, the call in Hebrews 12 is, since we recognize those who've gone before us as a powerful testimony and witness of what God in Christ has done, let's also take up our cross, let's also lay aside every weight and sin, the things that entice us and draw us away from the Lord, and let's run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let's persevere, let's walk through this together. And so many of you, in hearing that, okay, I should persevere as long as I have life, as long as I have breath, but why? Why should I keep trying? Why should I keep going? What's the point? And that's the next question. Why should I persevere or endure? Now, I want to direct your attention for a moment. Put, keep a finger in Hebrews 12 and turn forward in your Bible just a few pages to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And I'm going to read verses 2 through 4. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. That's a challenge in itself, isn't it? For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete Lacking in nothing. Now understand for a moment, this word steadfastness in James chapter 1 is the exact same word that is translated endurance in Hebrews 12. So in other words, it's the same concept. And James here is not just encouraging a perseverance or an endurance in the midst of trials, but he takes it a step further and says, count it all joy. Everyone say joy. And why should we be counting it as all joy? Because the testing of our faith, which takes place in the midst of trial, produces endurance, produces steadfastness, produces perseverance. And get this, verse 4, And let steadfastness, perseverance, endurance, have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And then glance down at verse 12 with me in James chapter 1. It says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast. 
who endures under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. Now here's the truth in this, church. Why should we continue to endure and persevere as long as we have breath? It's because God is not finished with you yet. If you still have breath in your lungs, God is not done using you. God is not done growing you. God is not done molding you. And God has so much more in store for you that you have no idea about. And it doesn't matter where you have felt your life is at. It doesn't matter whether you feel like you are worth anything. God sees value in you so much so that He sent His Son for you to give you life. And I want to challenge you with this statement to to understand. If you're listening, I want you to hear this. To understand why I should persevere, I first have to understand the potential within every single one of my circumstances. For me to grasp or even be motivated to persevere, I first have to be able to understand or at least consider the potential within every one of my circumstances. Every challenge that we face is riddled with potential for growth. And it's growth that you have not yet had. And many of you may be saying, yeah, I have grown in ways I never thought I would throughout this time of pandemic. And every point of resistance that you face has the potential to make you stronger. And not only stronger, but to make you more like Jesus. And so, in considering that, you you may be now asking the question, how in the world do I do that? And this is maybe one of the most challenging questions. We can tell ourselves we should persevere. We can maybe even understand there's potential for growth when we do persevere. But we're wrestling with how. Where do I begin? I'm in despair. I'm wrestling. I'm struggling. I don't know what I'm supposed to do to bring this to be. How do I persevere or endure in the midst of this? And the answer to that is, you fix your eyes on Jesus. Look again at Hebrews chapter 12. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2, looking to Jesus. The founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Him, that's Jesus, who endured He himself endured. He walked through this. He endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. And understand this in verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood as Jesus did. Now, another text that emphasizes this is in Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. It says, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us 
Hold fast our confession. Listen to verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This is where our help comes from. Where everything we need to endure is found in Jesus. And not only is it found in Him, but He's walked through it. We do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weakness, but in every respect has been tempted as we are. Think about the depth of that. That God came to the earth in human form and suffered the same temptations as we would, as we do, and yet remained without sin. But think about the credibility now that when we come before, before God through Christ, we do so through through the very one who understands, who knows the despair, the, those feelings of, of longing. And if you question this, just read Jesus' prayer in the garden. Go to John 17 and see Jesus pleading with the Father, if there's another way, God, return to me the glory I once had with you before the world began. You see the emotion and even the despair as Jesus hanging on the cross goes, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When I ask the question, how, how do I persevere or endure? The answer is, I, I have to fix my eyes on Jesus. And if I haven't done that, then I'm going to look for all kinds of other ways to endure. And the reality is, if there is something we are striving to do that we cannot see Jesus doing in Scripture, then it is not what God has called our focus to be. Think about that for a second. If there's something we're striving to do in the midst of our despair, in the midst of trying to persevere, and we don't see that modeled by Jesus himself in Scripture, then it is not what God has called us to do or to be. Some examples of that, getting rich, not Jesus. Consistently he taught that the greatest treasure you could have is in heaven. And he modeled that. He lived that. Getting even, not Jesus. His command to love each other as God in Christ has loved you is completely countercultural to what our society would say. Getting by. Not Jesus. His purpose was to do the will of His Father who sent Him. How many times do we say, I'm just getting by. I'm just, I'm just surviving. And there's a big difference between getting by and enduring, persevering, because my eyes are fixed on Jesus and He is my eternal hope that cannot change. Now we pick up... <laughs> from our illustration at the beginning of today. Louis Zamprini, when he came home, enduring became a lot more challenging. And in fact, to cope with the pain and the anguish of what had been, he 
turned to alcohol and he turned to trying to put his money in places where he ended up losing it. His wife filed for divorce. Life fell apart. And so here's this guy who had endured so much and now comes back to where we would think, you did it, you, you succeeded. And all of a sudden it's a different set of challenges and struggles to seek to endure. An internal battle that so many people struggle with. And in September of 1949, Billy Graham came and did a crusade in Los Angeles. And Louis's wife attended and came to know Christ. And after she came to know Christ, she, she, she canceled the divorce and came back and she, she shared her faith with Louis. And he, at the time, wanted nothing to do with it, but eventually went and came to Christ himself. In his own words, Louis said this, Unlike the war, when I had faced obstacles and overcome them, this time I did not have the same self-confidence. And he later recounted, Then I'd taken survival training courses. I knew I was in great physical shape. But the reality was, he had realized in this time that the greatest enemy was not without, but within. And although no longer a prisoner of war, he had remained a slave to sin. Everything we need to endure is found in Jesus. If you're listening to this right now and you're struggling with this, I want to challenge you to fix your eyes on Jesus. And maybe you don't know who He is. Maybe you have no idea who this person, Jesus, is. And so I encourage you, read the Gospel of John. Open your Bible. Read John. Start there and, and keep reading. And simply ask the question, who is Jesus? Who did the Bible reveal Jesus to be? Don't go searching from external sources or external opinions. Read, open God's Word and read for yourself who the Bible says Jesus is is start there some of you listening you know who Jesus is but he's the last place that you turn to and so maybe in this time you just need to pause and evaluate and ask yourself the question what do I need to do right now in my season of despair or my season of discouragement in order to fix my eyes more fully on Jesus knowing that my endurance, my perseverance has to start there. Or at some point, it's going to give way. Everything we need to endure is found in Jesus. In closing today, I want you to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. And this is a really challenging text to walk through and yet in application there's so much here and and you could pick one point of this and start there and work on it and 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 set your focus on these things and each one of these we see modeled in christ and so romans chapter 12 i'm going to read verses 9 through 21 but i would challenge you to read the whole chapter Sometime this week, maybe it's as soon as this is over, start at verse 1, read the whole chapter of Romans 12, and pray how, how, 
how God can use me to accomplish this. But in starting in verse 9, it, it says this, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. That's a challenge when we're in despair, right? Verse 10, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in prayer. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. That word patient is the same word that's used for endurance and steadfastness. Be patient. Be enduring. Be persevering in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, that's prideful, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Church, may this be a time where we model an endurance that is rooted in Christ, and not only rooted in Him, but modeled by Him, that we would strive forward with a boldness in order that we would reveal Christ in us to the glory of our Heavenly Father. Lord, we pray that You would challenge us in this way. Help us to fix our eyes more fully on Jesus so that we may endure not just this season, but every season of life that we go through. Father, whether we're in despair right now, or we're just confused, or we're just ignorant or apathetic, Lord, that we would consider what it looks like for us to fix our eyes more fully on Your Son, to become more like Him, and ultimately show us tangibly what we could do right now in service to our community, to our neighbors, to those people around us, in reminder that we deserve nothing that you have given us, most of all, life eternal through Christ. We celebrate this truth this morning and pray this all in Jesus' name.